0: Welcome to Spread the Word, a podcast brought to you by Bayez. Our mission is to interview and share perspectives on gender to our community. You're here with Audrey, Sydney, Ahana, Isha, Liz, Serena, and Erin.
1: Today, Sydney and I are going to be talking to Wyatt about his views on gender abolition and gender role. Alright, so do we
0: just want to get started with, like, kind of the explanation? Because I know that gender abolition is kind of a new concept for a lot of people so maybe just explaining to like the listeners um, what exactly it is and what it means
2: uh, yeah sure I'd want to uh, sort of preface this by saying that um, gender abolition isn't something that uh, anyone expects to happen anytime soon it's more of like a, a philosophy about how you should uh, go about the rest not, not not the rest of your life but like think politically about gender um, I can't pass the gender abolition act that's just not a thing. It's more about the way that we view gender in society slowly changing over time until eventually we can just get rid of the idea altogether. But yeah, so uh, I'll outline it. The uh, I think for most people listening to the podcast, or at least uh, certainly in like socially progressive spaces, saying that gender and sex are different isn't uh, hard to get around. It's generally accepted. It's in line with uh, like gender theory. And it's only a little bit harder to agree with the idea that, uh, gender is mostly arbitrary. A lot of it is performative and like you choose more or less, um, with the exception being of course, society forces expectations on you. And Western society for a very long time has had a pretty strict gender binary. Even sex we now know, isn't much of a binary. It's a, uh, you have two general groups, but there's lots of overlap in certain ways. And so talking about gender in particular, unlinked from sex in any way, you have roles and expectations, uh, I would say many of which are harmful. You might have heard the term toxic masculinity before, and that's the idea that there are expectations of men uh, that are not good for them to have. Uh, Not necessarily always, but for example, the idea that men have to be stoic and shouldn't be showing their emotions, that's uh, something that I was fortunate enough not to have been uh, raised with.
0: Yeah, but do you want to go more into depth about like why um, some of these expectations are harmful or just give examples kind of, just so people can get more of an idea about maybe like something that they can relate to or something that they've seen before.
2: I don't want to spend too much time on like toxic masculinity or uh, negative gender expectations. Right. Cause uh, to me, it's more about the idea that gender doesn't matter and really the benefits of gender that a lot of people uh, find it hard to get rid of gender because of. Uh, aren't actually related to gender, not necessarily.
0: Yeah, that's something that I actually wanted to bring up, because especially for things uh, like Bayes that are like female empowerment or just generally empowerment for people who identify as women, um, like there are, of course, many people who are like proud of their gender or just um, even if not necessarily proud, like content with it. So what do you think... um, What do you think about like the so-called pros of having like binary genders or just gender in general?
2: Uh, So what I've heard is that uh, gender and gender expectations can be useful because um, even if it's not limited to how you were born, you can still learn from them. Uh, For example, you might be uh, assigned male at birth and identify as a male, but like there are aspects of femininity that uh, you think could be helpful to embody. For example, maybe you want to be more uh, caring and openly emotional with your friends or something, which I think would be a good thing for anyone to do. What I would say is that that doesn't have to be explicitly masculine or feminine. Uh, It's just something that you can do that is helpful uh, to achieving some goal you might have. Um, The idea that men are supposed to be confident doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If If I want to be confident, it's not because I'm a man. It's because being confident helps me achieve some goal.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. There's, there's a lot of stuff that's gendered just like just because, but there's really like no reason. I guess we just kind of like go about our lives and lots, lots of things are just gender and that's just how we live, but I don't know how much you like care about gender, but do you like have anything to say about making gender less important to us? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I think so. So for example, um, even though I, I'm a gender abolitionist, I still completely identify as male, cis male, Um, and gender is, for better or worse, a part of my identity. But it's more about understanding that speaking with a deep voice or being confident or uh, whatever doesn't have to be associated with masculinity. And so it can be okay for there to be women who are uh, brusque and um, whatever other masculine trait you want to uh, give to them, and then they're still women. Uh, In the same way, men can be... uh, wispy and effeminate or whatever and they're still men and then eventually gets to the point where it doesn't matter if you're man you don't know what uh associations there are with that um the term uh boy or man or woman or girl doesn't mean anything because anyone who identifies with either group can have any quality of either group to the point where those qualities aren't associated with the group because if being boy doesn't mean anything like, it's arbitrary, you can choose, um, and ultimately, it's it's meaningless. But also, I'm a boy. What's the point of that? If you, there's no information conveyed in the um, uh, distinction of boy or girl or whatever, then why, why have it at all? Yeah, and I it,
0: think um, some people, like, obviously, one of the biggest things against gender abolition is, like, they think that if, or it's said that, like, if we don't have that uh, distinction, it can get confusing.
2: Confusing, how do you mean?
0: Um, Honestly, I'm not entirely sure because I share kind of similar beliefs to you that like in um, terms of gender abolition, but I know that some people think it could get confusing to grow up and not really know. Like again, you said that for some people, gender roles might be helpful in a way and give you guidelines. So I think that some people are concerned about like the confusion there.
2: Oh sure, I see what you mean um I'd say you know in some future a uh, gender abolished society uh, someone growing up wouldn't have the same expectations uh, right now if you're born you are assigned uh, a gender in line with like your physical characteristics uh, and then if you don't agree with that gender, it doesn't feel right to you or for whatever reason you want to transition you have to transition there is something you have to do to be in line with how you actually feel um but if gender wasn't a thing, you aren't assigned anything at birth. It's just you are who you are and you behave however you behave. Gender isn't a thing. There are no expectations associated with behavior. And so you just are. There is no transition to make. Um, and everyone have to independently decide like how it is they want to act, how they want to dress uh, and express themselves, unrelated to any expectation of gender.
0: Yeah I think um sometimes what needs to be realized is that people aren't just like born void of personality except for their gender. Like they can figure out things for themselves and have a personality separate from gender and there doesn't have to be confusion like with lack of gender. Lack of gender doesn't mean lack of sense or lack of identity or personality.
1: Um I have a question like so in a future like gender abolitionist society um if gender doesn't mean anything does that mean that like we would just we just wouldn't have any use for like male and female or like you know how some people identify as like they don't identify as male or female and like they identify as something else so if gender like isn't a thing would people just like not identify as things anymore like there wouldn't be labels how would all of this, I guess, like vocabulary and like this whole system we've sort of built around gender, like how would that sort of, I guess, disappear?
2: Yeah, the vocabulary around sex and gender would definitely change. Um, language changes over time and it makes sense that over the period it would take to abolish gender, language would follow suit. Um, but I feel, in, in my opinion, I, I can't speak for the hypothetical future, Um, I feel like what would happen is um, you'd have to figure out what you mean by man or male uh, or woman or female. If it's related to your physical characteristics or if it's uh, a gendered term. Uh, Because at some point you couldn't use it interchangeably. Right now we kind of can. You still have to specify a little bit. Um, And there are some people that say like male is explicitly sexual, um, whereas a boy is uh, gender. But I, I think it's pretty nebulous, nebulous even at the moment. Um, uh, what I would imagine is you, you would, you wouldn't have terms for um, male or female, you'd refer to whatever aspect of your anatomy matters at the moment. Um, if you're the kind of person who needs to see a gynecologist, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm a woman. You'd say, I have a vagina. Like, that's, that's the part that matters right now. Or there are some diseases that women are more likely to contract uh, or suffer from than men are. And you would just convey the information that matters in that context. Um, you know, I, Whatever characteristics you have that we currently associate with being a woman, you would just state what those are or your doctor would ask about that. Um, whereas gender terminology, I think, as gender disappears, it too would disappear. Um, does that answer your question?
1: Yeah. Oh, we also have like another question about culture because as you said, gender is something sort of like that we have, like, constructed, so, um, do you think that, like, gender abolition is, like, tied to colonization, or, because, like, um, in other cultures and stuff, gender can be, like, very closely tied to religion and, like, cultural background, so if gender is, is, like, abolished, I guess, everywhere, then, like, how do people, like, make the distinction between, like, what is, like, purely their gender, I guess, and then what is still, like, cultural background and is is not being, like, taken away from abolishing gender.
2: Yeah, you've touched on a really hard part of the uh, gender abolition argument. Because part of it, to even uh, argue that gender is arbitrary and can be abolished, um, even just here in uh, Western society, you have to first... Uh, prove that the Bible was wrong because Adam and Eve aren't a gender. They are very clearly man and woman. Um, and so you have to somehow get past that and then you can make other arguments. Um, and that's, that doesn't even come close to dealing with uh, the complexities of other cultures that have three or more genders or a very uh, nebulous concept of gender. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know if I have the, uh, the knowledge to speak on that. It is definitely difficult because it's uh, like I said, it's not something you can just jump to, and the way that you have to deal with the understanding of gender or concepts similar to gender in other cultures is really complicated. And like on a case by case basis, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I'm I I'm think like. <laughs> ideally this isn't, this obviously isn't something that's going to happen tomorrow or even in 10, 20, 50 years. This is something that happens over a very long period of time. And I think um, this is kind of like unfortunate. And also, I I'm not sure how to feel about it, but I think that there is a lot of like cultural assimilation, especially in America and Westernization of culture in general across the world. So I think that over time. It doesn't mean that there has to be, like, mass culture erasure, but I think that culture eventually will become accepting of, like, gender in particular if it's something that is worked hard enough at.
1: Yeah. As, like, as we progress and, like, other societies also progress, I'm guessing that, like, everything will sort of get more like accepting and sort of like progressive I guess but Mm -hmm. I feel like in the future for for some cultures if like the the concept of gender changes I feel like the culture will just change with it like I don't know if I don't really know I feel like that is very hard to to figure out I
0: see what you mean
1: And also, though, I
0: feel like culture on its own changes in general, Um, whether or not it's for, like, because of Westernization or just because culture does naturally change by itself, you know, from, um, like, across generations. But I think also, like, again, something that we were talking about earlier is the fact that the concept of binary gender or just gender in general can be harmful and that, like, I think that if something is harmful, the culture needs to change because of that yeah. kind of toxic nature. And obviously we don't have to change parts of culture that aren't harmful. Um, I think that there's a lot of celebrations of gender within um, within different cultures. And I think that like there can be ways to still incorporate them without necessarily highlighting the gendered aspect. But again, like, similar to Wyatt, I just, like, even though I did just talk a lot about it, take everything that I say with a grain of salt, because I am a very Americanized person, so. Are there any other topics that we wanted to talk
1: about? So, so, gender, I, I feel like we see it everywhere in our culture, like, it's in, like, all our advertisements and, like, clothing and stuff like that, and so, in terms of gender abolition, when do you think that, like, larger corporations and, like, when do you think it will start becoming more accepted, I guess? I mean, obviously, like, you don't know, but I'm just wondering.
2: Uh, if I had to give, like, a, a timeline?
1: Yeah, or, like, how do you, like, see the shift to, uh, like, a future space that's, like, gender abolitionist?
2: Well, I think first you have to do a lot for um, even just women's rights. Having just the binary be equal, uh, that makes it easier to accept, um, people with identities that don't fit inside of the binary. And, uh, gender ab- abolition, I imagine really has to come after, uh, trans rights, uh, and the recognition of the validity of, uh, non-traditional genders, uh, especially non-binary people because if you don't have to be one or the other or switch from one, you can just be nothing. Uh, or somewhere in between, then it raises more questions about, like, well, if this is okay, then what's the point of having these two points on, in this imaginary space that anyone can be anywhere in? Uh, and then you get to the disassociation of certain terms with uh, a gender, which lets you eventually get rid of gender as an idea because there's nothing left associated with it.
1: Yes, there's just, like, so many parts to to, like, that I think we have to get through as a, like, collective society before we get to gender abolition. So, um, Sydney, do you have any other questions for Wyatt? I
0: don't think so. Um,
1: Wyatt, do you have anything else you want to, like, talk about? Uh,
2: I think I'd like to uh, summarize, basically, the main points, uh, just once again to clear it up before we end this. So the idea is that if anyone can be any gender, express themselves in any way, and that's fine, um, then you have to look at what's the point of having gender in the first place? What do we get from it? What are the downsides? Um, What some people say we get from gender is things like uh, men learning to be confident uh, and women learning to be caring. But uh, I don't think that those have to be explicitly gendered. Um, You can be confident because it's helpful, not necessarily because you're a guy. Um, And then, of course, there are lots of bad things associated with gender. Um, Sexism, for one, but of course, uh, the discrimination that uh, trans people face, uh, and even toxic expectations of uh, cisgenders. So if it's harmful and doesn't really provide any benefit, then why have it at all? And so you'd want to make steps towards uh, socially disassociating the benefits with the gender because they don't have to be um, to let you eventually phase out the idea entirely and get rid of the downsides of having uh, the distinction.
1: All right, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, thank you so much for talking to us and all that. It was very cool and I think that the people who listen will. Hopefully, gain like new perspective or learn something new.
2: Yeah, I think there's always more to say on uh, topics like this, but um, there's only so much you can do about it right now where it's like not super useful. Uh, it's interesting and it's a goal to work towards, but it's not like really relevant. But yeah, I was glad to be on the show.
1: That's all we have for you today, and we hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to tune in to our next episode and keep up with us on Instagram and YouTube at Bayes underscore IMSA. Until next time, spread the word.